Guru Nation, thank you so much for listening to episode 786 of Random Musings from the Clango Trials Guru. In this episode, I interview Robert Goldman, who's an executive director of clinical operations at a small biotech startup. He's also a biotech startup enthusiast. And we have Joey Rodriguez. Joey is a recruiter for small pharmas primarily, but he works with all kinds of positions, CRAs, CTAs, executives, directors. He's really somebody new on the scene. He's the first time on Guru Nation. Uh, he's a must no, this is a must-listen-to interview. He is bullish for the next few months on the industry, but he talks about career advice, career strategies for getting jobs. And then myself, Robert, and Joey kind of riff back and forth about the state of the industry and employment opportunities and things like that. Really quick, before we get into the show, I wanted to thank the sponsors. First one is Inato. Inato is a free website, free portal for sites to get studies. The user experience, user interface is excellent. I am about to have my third site selection visit through Inato. Uh, I didn't pay anything. It's all been free. The sponsors have been uh, Big Pharma recently, but they're working on getting more of the small to mid-sized pharma on there, uh, biotechs, and it's amazing because there's therapeutic areas you can pick. You do need to have therapeutic area expertise. That is the caveat. But you can't beat this website. You can't beat the team that's constantly improving the product. I'm very happy with it. I'm very happy to have them as a sponsor. Thank you, Inato. Next sponsor is Creo. Creo is an e-source, e-reg, CTMS, auto-texting, e-consent, uh so much more uh so much more going on with creo than you can imagine e-signatures they're always adding new features as well and you only pay for what you use so auto invoicing uh there's just the list goes on and they're always coming out with new ways to improve the products and give sites more of what they want just like the first sponsor in auto they are a very site-centric company, and they've got sites in mind, especially the sites that are more budget-conscientious. Should check out Creo as well. Uh, thank you to Inato. And with that being said, enjoy the episode with Robert and Joey. Robert Goldman, how's it going, man? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Guru happy, Nation. Happy Friday. Good morning, Guru Nation. Live, live, live. We got a special guest coming on, but uh, we can just kind of preface the conversation it's a good friday morning for guru nation i think people are gonna like it uh we're bringing on a recruiter who does nothing but for the last year at least place people ranging from entry level to director roles at primarily biotechs but sounds like life science companies all over the place ctas cras director levels i mean c level even c level and he's got a he's got a, a good news for people you know he's he's bullish at least for the next two months i mean who can foresee further than that and when you're a recruiter that's really what you're looking for and looking at so what do you want to say robert before we bring on we got a good sized crowd too before we bring on our guest our special guest yeah no you know i wanted to uh, um get get him on and you know just give guru nation a little bit of hope if you guys are in the weeds looking for different types of opportunities whether you're trying to break in the market 
switch roles that you're currently in. Um, we need some positivity, Dan. It's been a lot of negativity lately. You know, a lot of people are out there just, we did some Guru Nation After Dark episodes and we had some uh, big turnouts, 50 plus on our first impromptu. And um, yeah, people are just, you know, they're up at night worried. So, you know, listen, uh, it's tough. It's going to maybe stay tough, but I want, you know, it's, it's great to hear from the, from people like uh, professionals. Yeah, exactly. And so when uh, Joey pops on, um, everybody will have a chance to connect with him and meet him and ask questions. Well, right now we're at 50. So we're just matched the nighttime because it's yeah. Friday. Let's bring on Joey. It's 50 just on LinkedIn. I don't even know Facebook. What's up, Facebook? If you're on there, leave a message. Same with X, Twitter. But we got Joey Rodriguez right now. Joey, how's it going? Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Joey. Good morning. It's going good. Going good. Just getting the day started. Being dogs, being kids, you know. Do you agree just when we, as we start right now, do you agree with the premise of this banner or should we change it? Career pathways, you will have options. Um. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, whenever I speak to, you know, people who are looking for roles, I'm pretty honest. So I don't I don't try and like sugarcoat things. I don't try and make false promises. It's one thing I try to do that's maybe a little bit different. Um, So there's potential. Network, network, network. Who do you want to be introduced to? You're in the position. You're in the business. Yeah. Putting people in touch with other people. Yeah. You know, I, I focus within clinical operations and clinical development. Um, so anywhere around phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four um, for companies, um, whether you're a client needing to find some great candidates that I work with or you're a candidate looking for, for roles. Um, obviously, if you're just getting into clinical operations or you're a seasoned vet, uh, reach out, love to connect, kind of give you the, my honest opinion of what I'm seeing on uh, the market, you know, the West coast. I focus on the West coast. Um, my company is a global company, but, um, I focus on the West coast, but, um, still one of the main hubs in the world, the West coast. So, okay. If you're somebody that needs job advice and you want some good news for once, Joey's on. Joey, everyone needs to connect with Joey right now on LinkedIn. And if you're watching this later on, on YouTube, because this is not live on YouTube, uh, the algorithm doesn't like live on there. But And or on the podcast, click in the show notes on Joey's LinkedIn. So I guess let's just start with, and Robert, thank you for introducing us. No, absolutely. I guess, Robert, how do you know Joey? I've met Joey through a, a mutual friend of mine, um, you know, who actually got me in the industry nearly 15 years ago. So, um, you know, just just keeping my ear to the ground and just, you know, the pulse on it. And it was timely given Guru After Nation, you know, Guru Nation After Dark mm-hmm. odds that we did. I just wanted, you know, your, your audience, uh, Dan, to hear it, you know, from somebody other than who we typically talk to, you know, just somebody else. Uh, Russell, by the way, he's the one who introduced us. So, yeah, let him know I was going to be on. So, yeah, he's listening. But if he is, what's up, Russell? <laughs> yeah, big shout out to him for sure. Um, so yeah, Russell. I mean, you know, Russell. 
You haven't met him yet, oh, okay. actually, but uh, I'll I'll introduce you uh, to him when we uh, have another topic to chat about. But yeah, you know, Joey's a great guy. And one thing when I talked to Joey, just like he was, you know, him and I were chatting, I I just appreciated his candor, Dan, you know, not you, you know how I feel about recruiters. Uh, typically, uh, right? Yes, Robert doesn't like recruiters generally. Right. So you must have <laughs> we, have we have a stigma. Yeah, more yeah very much so actually but um it, there's there's ones that just like any profession do their job well they're the elites and then there's kind of everyone else and then there's the ones that take shortcuts and i mean you can find that in any role any vertical so thank you joey for being a, a great one and an elite one uh according to robert and let's get right into it like the market is has a huge question mark around it, depending on what stakeholder you're looking at. Sites, you know, I work at the site level, so that's kind of what I see. We're doing well, but biotechs, CROs, pharma, like they're getting, they're having a hiring freeze, kind of, or what What are you seeing? Um, well, I get, we can kind of stretch this. Um kind of on three different levels, kind of go over one, supply and demand of candidates. And we kind of touch base on, you know, the VC funding and then kind of how companies are trying to get back to maybe prior to COVID settings. Um, obviously, supply and demand of candidates was over the last year and a half, two years, totally reversed than it was in 2020. One twenty twenty two, um, you know, they're a lot out there, so it's crazy, you know, uh, with the amount of less jobs that are available. Not that there aren't jobs, it's just less. Um, you know, there's you post companies, I mean, you guys probably have seen this company post a role, if it's remote, you're getting 200 plus submissions and everyone wants remote in 20 minutes right the mm -hmm. the on-site ones you'll you'll still get 100 which is crazy that you're getting 100 applicants within a couple of days on an on-site position but wait so joey let's talk about this because yeah. i get this message a lot like hey you know what i'm looking for a remote job i'm tired of my current job i want a remote job what you're saying is this is the worst time to do this right now Companies are definitely, not every company, but, well, I would say companies would prefer to get that culture back. That culture at, back. At their companies. So remote is not as ideal for the company as in person. Is this fair statement to make now, four years after COVID? I would say so. Now, the candidate wow. market isn't necessarily <laughs> allowing that because... It's like, you know, we've, everyone's been kind of used to remote work now. You know, what is it, four years since COVID started? Mm -hmm. Four years of people being hybrid or remote at a higher level, probably more remote than hybrid even. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. Develop some strong habits. You create new routines. Um, people are, have become really efficient. Um, doesn't mean people aren't still really great at their jobs remote, um, but, you know, building 
a culture at a company where you're going to battle for some of these studies? Going to battle. So yeah. when you when say culture, because these recruiters have to speak carefully. Let me break it down what I understand from this. Culture means you guys not working enough remotely. Like you're going to walk the dog. You're supposed going to get to a haircut. Good. You're going to, yeah, even even something <laughs> simple like I'm going to my closet right now. Well, you're going to get lost, distracted. If you're like me, you get sidetracked and a side quest. And that's maybe you lost half an hour here, 45 minutes there. That's culture, I think, <laughs> from what I'm understanding. Like, yeah, but, you know, Dan, I got I to gotta step in for a sec, not to sidestep Joey. But, yeah. you know, that that's a level of micromanagement that when a company seeks out a candidate for his or her expertise, you have to trust that that individual is going to get what they're assigned done. And whether or not they're getting it done between eight and five, nine to five, nine to six, 10 to eight, eight to two. I mean, it, it, you know, for me, like that's more culture for me. Like, you know, I, I, I've been hiring, you know, I was, I was, you know, I was responsible for building out my ClinOps team. And, you know, I think if you talk to any one of my direct reports, you would find out that, you know, that's exactly the opposite of what you just described. You know, if, if one of my guys has to go and take his son to a baseball game or run to a doctor or run to the store or help his wife, like I, that, that to me is irrelevant. We cover one another, you know, that, 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 that is not ideally what I would consider a culture. That would be a bad or toxic culture. That was a toxic sense. Yeah. 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 But aren't, aren't like most, so would most companies fall under good cultures at these large, let's say, sponsors or even the small sponsors? Like, what have you seen, good or bad culture, like, on average? Um, I, would, I would say I would say good. I mean, I know speaking with candidates, very, very rarely do I get feedback like, oh, I hated working there, hated the okay. team. So it's, it's never that, you know, even someone who's been, I think everyone's kind of in it together at this point with the market being what it is. All levels are kind of understanding. All right. Like this isn't, you know, all sunshine and rainbows like 2021, maybe. Right. So <laughs> 2021 was peak, like yeah. excess, peak money, peak jobs. The supply and demand was in your favor as, as a tech vendor, as a job seeker, it was not in your favor as a company with the money. Uh, money, even if you're a person, like I remember trying to get my house worked on in 2021. Impossible. The landscapers were like king of the castles. Like they, this is what we're gonna do. Now in 2024, those same people are coming back. Like, hey, what do you need done? Yeah. You know, they're, they're door totally knocking. <laughs> they're door knocking now. It's totally flipped. So same thing with the job market then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, just speaking with people, I think even Biospace did a um, a survey <clears throat> on like the the state of people's relationships and their feeling about their co-workers. Like it was very positive, like towards each other. But again, I think that's because when you're going through hard times, it typically when everyone's going through the same hard time, it unifies you. So I think a lot of people are unified now. Hopefully that leads to, you know, good environments when they, you know, those jobs start to come back in, in waves. Um, 
you know, keeping that same good unity and, you know, kind of understanding like, hey, let's let's get back on this horse and ride toward the goal together type type deal. Yeah. So, Joey, listen, we have a huge audience right now. Huge. Um, hey, if you're watching, yeah. I need you to repost. <laughs> yeah. Th- if this you're watching, note, yeah. like, comment, repost, because we need to get to 100 on LinkedIn. So I have a question show. for you. Yeah. When you get 100, 200 applicants, you know, and I think Guru Nation really wants to know this. You know, what are some tips and tricks that you would suggest? I mean, I have my own theory. I, I posted a few jobs, you know, um, for, for my company, I'd say a year and a half ago, two years ago. And my Lord, I, I mean, like you said, within 30 minutes, um, you know, you have 100 applicants, but 99% of those applicants are just not what you're looking for. So that really impedes a qualified candidate's ability to grab your attention, Joey. How do you, how do you navigate that? Can can you give some tips and tricks? Like, what do you look for? Is it, is it the CV? Is it the resume? Is it the cover letter? Or is all that just lip service? A little bit of both. Uh, Def, I mean, you have to look at the CV, right? You have to look at, um, do you have time to do that though? I mean, are you really looking at a hundred and two hundred CVs before you? I mean, like, there's no yeah. way. That, which that AI, happens. Joey? Tell us which I AI you're using. Well, give so, us the inside scoop, Joey. What's going on here, man? <laughs> so, I mean, we're definitely grinders. So I would say, yeah, we, we look at a lot of people. Whether we look at their resume uh, in full depth, we definitely give it a quick glance. I try to call as many people as I can. I'll call. You know, especially if I'm working a role, I'll call. This is if no one answers. Because obviously someone answers, conversations longer. If I'm calling through these candidates that I have targeted, I'll try and call 60 to 80 in a day. Wow. So, Who are you calling? Like, give me, like, the last one you placed. Without yeah, so that was a, a senior CTM role. So senior was, CTM, all right. Yeah, so I was calling uh, people who... One, obviously, they have to have senior CTM experience. Um, yeah. Even maybe an associate director who's in consulting now, so maybe they're willing to dabble in, you know, senior CTM. Because on the con, I focus on contract. So contract. Like, a lot of people do want that. Do so that. contractors, clients want those contractors to come in and hit the ground running. So typically, they want someone who's experienced, doesn't need a a long runway to get up and running. So, well, Robert, let's do this real quick. Robert yeah. used to be a CTM. He's a director now, but role play a little. Pretend like you're calling Robert and Robert answers. Let's just go like three minutes, see how this goes. Hey, Robert, how's it going? Good, Joey. How are you doing today? What can I do doing, for you? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, one of my clients has a potential opportunity that I think would line up really good with your skill set. I saw you had your open to work uh, banner on, so I just want to connect if you had some time. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, Joey, I, what, what's the role? What's what's the role again? You said senior CTM? Yeah, it's a senior CTM uh, level. Now it's a contract, uh, potentially contract to hire. So title could be, you know, just clinical operations consultant. Um, so if you're worried about, you know, dropping down, obviously I see your head of clin ops. Um, so if you're worried about that weird title change on your resume, um, obviously being a consultant kind of gives a little bit more leeway moving forward so you don't have to worry about an odd jump down in title that's a that's a huge point for me joy i appreciate that i obviously don't want to represent backtracking in my career 
I'd love to hear more, but let me ask you the million dollar question. I think that I'm very curious on as a contractor, do you get benefits by chance? Like, do you know, do I get health insurance? Yeah. So not, not all contract companies uh, or companies that offer contract roles offer benefits. Uh, we do offer benefits for all of our employees um, or all of our contractors, ambassadors, as we like to call them. Cause you know, we like to take care of them as they're on the length of the contract. Uh, but yeah, you get all the same benefits I do um, if you need them, right? Some some situations are different. You know, maybe a spouse sure. has the benefits, but you would essentially get all the same benefits I would. So Joey, it's a so it sounds to me like it's a W two or a ten ninety nine pathway. Is that right? Yeah, so we do uh, W two or corp to corp. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, that, that's pretty cool. And uh, in in terms of the opportunity itself, and for Guru Nation, those of you who are just tuning in, we're kind of role-playing this out right now. This is not real. (laughs) It's a role-play. What would happen with you when Joey calls you or someone like Joey? Joey, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, obviously my LinkedIn profile is up to date. I don't want to waste your time. Um, You you know, we've obviously connected. Tell me a little bit about the culture, size of the company, and you know what what's the rate? I like to get that right out of the out of the gate, um, only because if we're just misaligned on what I need to make ends meet, you know, I appreciate the phone call, the the outreach, but I just need to make sure that we're aligned from the get go in terms of what would be required for me to continue this conversation. No, absolutely, and uh, I respect the honesty. That's that's all I want. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Company size, you know, they're they're a small, <clears throat> smaller startup company, uh, around 100 employees uh, head count right now, um, but they have a good little runway here, um, and they're looking to, you know, expand their their CleanOps team, their entering person human, uh, so just looking for someone experienced who come in, hit the ground running. Um, in terms of kind of, you know, the consulting rates. Um, they have a range in place right now um, that isn't confirmed. I have a call with them later today. Um, in terms of, you know, what sort of rates you're targeting, um, I say minimum, not because I'm going to shoot for the minimum. Obviously, mutually beneficial for us to get you as much as possible. Uh, <laughs> That's when Robert hangs up. I got a phone call. (laughs) That's the battle right there, right? Um, Because obviously, I'm working with both the client and the candidate. So, So you can't you can't really say, or are you able to? I can't. No. So California legally, I have to, especially if California company. Um, So, and obviously, I'll I'll just throw a random range out there. Uh, You know, the range is you know this senior project manager senior trial manager type of role is between 125 and 145 per hour on an hourly basis. And it's a 12 month contract uh, looking like as long as the study goes well, uh, it would be extended. And then eventually CTM role. Like, is that a a realistic range for CTM right now? Yeah. For obviously it can range because it depends on what they're going in to do. Um, If they're, you know, leading multiple studies and, it's a smaller clean ops team might be a little higher if they're so smaller is higher, right? Usually, usually. Yeah. Cause you have more responsibilities, right? You're 
you're wearing multiple hats. That's why I say like sometimes I target associate director level people or former directors who are in consulting now and they just like to There's a lot. There's a lot. That is like there's a lot. Dirty. Yeah. There's a lot of that. What about CRA? If we can just go through really quick, like right now in March, happy March, by the way, um, 2024, Crazy. the rates, just the range uh, for like CRA. Um, yeah, so I would say I just did one that started in January um, for a larger company, though. Um, okay. I want to say between I want to say fifty dollars an hour up to eighty-five. Okay, could be higher, right? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, it's kind of tough to give ranges because every company's in a different stage, different sure. funding, different yeah. urgency, right? Maybe it's a rescue study or a legacy study, and they're like, "Hey, we we are in." Some big we're gonna pay top dollar right now. We yeah. don't care. Yeah. yeah, and then and then you have some flexibility, but it's a harder world to fill. You know, you uh-huh. gotta find someone who's willing to go into a, a crap situation. And then Joey, I'm sure you know, regional travel or yeah. even local or I mean, you know, it domestic, international. I mean, that all plays into it. So it's really tough to kind of identify a range for a role without understanding the client's needs. Is that fair to say, Joey? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And yeah. Most of the time, once I've, you know, spoken with the client, kind of got the job description, the state of the project, what their long term goal is for this, I'll I'll have a really good idea. I can really n- nail it down. Like, hey, for you to get the cans you want, the range is gonna be this. I, I know this for a fact, spoken with people last week who have told me they have this exact skill set. This is going to be the range. Now, will the client agree with me? Sometimes, but sometimes they have a set budget and I'll say, hey, no worries. I'm going to send you people within your budget, but I'm also going to send you a couple of people who I know match every requirement, but their pay is a little bit higher. And I'll let you decide, you know, all right, well, that person is great. Let's let's go ahead and bump it up, you know, $10 or whatever it is. If you are watching right now, I need you to repost. This is a Friday morning. Get your hustle on. Somebody you know wants to watch this. Repost it right now on LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook if you're watching. What about this, Joey? This is because some people are saying this is an overinflated issue. I hear I've heard this like I mean, I've seen this. I haven't just heard. I've seen this multiple times. You'll be blocked a little bit, Joey, but hold on. Uh, thanks for doing the session. I've seen a lot of posts on LinkedIn from recruiters complaining about fake CRAs. I'm assuming they lie on their resume to get the position. My question is, how do you identify them when you are hiring for a role? Joey, what's your take on this? So overinflated or it's a a legitimate concern? I mean, obviously negativity gets overplayed. So there's always some, you know, Overplay on this. There's definitely fake candidates out there. Definitely fake <laughs> resumes. Now I'll probably get pushback. People probably won't want to hear this. You got to check references, ah. and and you got to check not just the ones that they give you that are you know they're firing out quick. You got to just be honest. But hey, I need a reference from this company because that company has the most relevant 
And then you got to verify that person is a real reference by one, talking to them, doing your research. Can't just call these blank names without doing your research on references. Now, obviously, not everyone does that. So that's when you get in trouble. You get these references. Maybe you just send them an email. Hey, can you give a reference over email? They send a reference. Great. Person shows up. They do great. We've had this or not, not me personally. I know people have had this happen. Person goes on as a contractor. They're doing great. They want to bring them on full time. So they run a more in depth background check to find out that person is not exactly who they say they were or not haven't worked at certain places that they say they did. And now they have to fire that person, even though you're a great candidate, you know, it's, you know, to one people stop lying if you're lying. But <laughs> when myself or other people, I know references is tough because you don't want your references to get blown up by people. And I, I try to be honest, you know, look, I'm not going to, you know, call them unless I have you in a process. Um, but, you know, I, I just try to build that trust, right? Because if I'm mm-hmm. on the first call, if I'm just a random dude calling you and I'm like, hey, I need three references. Ah, go kick rocks, Joey. Like, you know. So, <laughs> Do they, well, are they rude with you usually? Like candidates or? I would say candidates are mostly, I would say majority, they're pretty accepting. Obviously, okay. sometimes I call someone wrong time of day. Maybe they just got a bad meeting. They're stuck in traffic, whatever it is, and just having a bad day. I got thick skin. You can't really hurt my feelings. <laughs> so, like, I'll just, like, cool. Even if someone hangs up on me, I'm probably going to call them tomorrow. Like, <laughs> you call sure. them back I yeah oh, yeah that's good yeah i'm sure you, you know that'll teach you don't yeah, call back don't hang up i'll call right back especially uh, if you have um if you have open to work on your profile like i'm just trying to help you out here yeah joey what's your take on the open to work banner you yeah i was gonna I, ask I the see, same thing i don't yeah, like I, it. I see like two different sides of the coin here i mean some people say do it some people say don't do it even for those who are, you know, employed currently and they're kind of putting their tentacles out for feelers. I mean, what, what's the strategy here, man? Let, let's, let's get juicy and let's, let's, uh, you know, give, give us the inside scoop, man. Yeah. I mean, I think there's no shame, no shame in the game to put the banner on, right. Everyone in the industry, if you, you know, have a good head on your shoulders, you know, layoffs have been up, right. So um, there's no shame in that. I think people, it wouldn't be like a negative thing. Um, and if you're at a current employer and you're employed and you're passively looking, I, I'm pretty sure LinkedIn has the discreet way of letting people know you're, you know, you're looking, uh, that's a good option too. Um, but Joey, with, with, really, sorry to interrupt you, yeah, sorry yeah. to interrupt you with that said though, given the supply of candidates out there, and I think Guru Nation is going to want to hear this is like, you know, that discreetness, right? I mean, I, I, at least, I mean, for me, I can speak on my experiences. I mean, Dan and I used to, several years ago, we used to text back and forth, just screenshots of recruiters reaching out to us, you know? Lazy I, ones. I mean, just, you know, the spam and spray ones, right? But my question to you stems around this. If I have open to work banner, Ashley Margo, big shout out to her, one of the founders of SOS. She's very thoughtful um, on this stuff too. You know, she doesn't like the banner. And I I kind of also maybe I'm impartial. I don't really feel one way or the other. 
But my question is this, given the supply of candidates that you have, which is far more than you can fill, why would I want to be discreet? Like, are you going to headhunt me if I'm being discreet or are you going to go for the open to work banner? I mean, that, that would be my concern as a candidate and, and struggling to understand which way I want to go. What's your recommendation in that in that vein? Uh, personally, I'm going to find you whether you got open to work or not open exactly. to work. I love it. I it's love like, it. I'm, uh, I mean, obviously open to work. I'll, it's good. I know if it's going to be easier to get a hold of you majority of the time. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I, that's a classic saying, if right? You're I mean, working if age. you're currently working, typically the best talent isn't available or mm-hmm. not publicly available, right? Even to, in a fashion. So if I, That's why I don't I, like those things. If you're in the industry and you're at a job, who's not open to work? Like it's a marketplace. That, yeah. Like I feel like that button Especially is only in the used contract for... world. Contract world. Yeah. You're. I mean, you're, you're a contractor. You're, what do you do? Of course, you're open to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Constantly. Not, and not to say That's I'm not point. trying to diminish the people who have open to work. So there's quality people who have been laid off. So doesn't mean like just because you have open the work that you're not a great employee you just at this stage in the market you were probably just unlucky and funding if it you, let, let's put um, it this way joey you're a cra you're not liking where you currently are are you turning on open to work or not on your profile no i would i would speak to my network like hey you know trusted people within your circle obviously you you build those relationships over time one i would ask if they have you know any leads on some roles um you know maybe maybe they've worked with a recruiter like me who they know like is trusted but hey you know connect with joey he's a good guy he's honest he'll shoot it straight with you um you know professional whatever people say about me he's, he's funny i don't know um (laughs) <laughs> and then he keeps it real. Yeah. And then send me an email. I, I have people send me emails all the time, but Hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, for opportunities. You know, I'm open to contract. Um, currently I have company, but I just don't like the way things are going. Can we connect? I'm like, awesome. Let's connect. Let's dive into it. Like what's wrong with, and that's how I learned about the market in general. Right. I speak to these people at companies where, yeah, the companies has some projects, but maybe, you know, they're, they're holding on to that cash. So people are overworked because they don't want to bring in the hiring. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that's what I would do. Not you know, every... level. C- CTM, CRA, CTA, trust your, trust your network, build those relationships. Um, and if you are remote and maybe you don't interact with people as often, start interacting, even if it's just virtual interaction like we're doing now, right? Like going forward, if I have questions, I might just call one of you guys and be like, Hey, <laughs> all this, like, what do you guys see? You know, like it's about getting it's that. About knowledge. You know. Yeah. Getting that not every, not every comment guys. I need you to repost this comment. Uh, I'm looking not just on Streamyard, but on LinkedIn itself. Cause not every comment is showing up on Streamyard. but there's one, there's a couple of things. One person here is saying, what about people trying to switch from one role to another? Do you recommend turning on the banner? I would have my answer, but what's yours? I mean, you're the professional. Um, I guess in terms of that can vary because I've had people 
try to go from maybe scientific to clinical. Um, that can be a little bit more difficult, obviously, with there being so many candidates. If you're just trying to move up the ladder, you know, maybe CRA, then do CTM, a little simpler. Again, I'm indifferent on the, the banner because I'm not necessarily looking for that. Obviously, it's a quick way to go through a filter on LinkedIn. Um, most of the time, I, I look for companies who I know are in the similar therapeutic area, who I know is generally a, a well-ran company. And I'll start, you know, looking through. I'll see if there's open to work there. Maybe I know someone who already works there. Talk to them. But, hey, do you know people? I do that a lot. I, I call candidates I've placed or have interviews with. I'm like, hey, who do you know that's good? Who do you know that, you know, maybe they're not open to work, but they would be curious to at least hear about this. And then it just snowballs into more conversations. I meet new people. Most most of my roles, I have like a pipeline saved in my computer of candidates, whether it's CTA, CRA, CTM, you know, whatever it is, CRC, um, kind of going through. And I can call through those ones real quick. They might already have a new contract they just started, but they're going to, they know me well enough that they can recommend some other people. Um, and that, that's kind of what I would say. Um, obviously, if you're switching from like a totally different, like scientific to clinical or quality to clinical, it can be a little bit more difficult. I would say just at this stage, because there's so many candidates out there. There's this belief, Joey and Robert, which can't possibly be true that great candidates are never looking for work, but they're convinced to work somewhere else. What do you think about this? Is this literally the essence of why you your job exists? Uh, I would say it's a big part. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if I just called everyone who was unemployed, it matter. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, what am I doing? Right? Like, you'd get gray in the beard like me. Yeah, I mean, I, already, I, I got so you can't see on the camera. Yeah, seriously. That's why I keep it short on the side. <laughs> so, yeah. Or you just might, you know, have less yeah. up here. So. Yeah, I'm headed that way. Don't worry, Joey. <laughs> but that's the whole thing about that open to work. I mean, I'm actually like, I know you're neutral. and People should probably listen to you more than me on this, but I don't like it. Like, even as, I'm not hiring, but I don't like when I see that. It shows desperation in my opinion you know and i know that's not the intention but that's what it shows to me just if i have like a second to make a decision or a judgment we're all humans we all judge unfortunately before we get all the facts or the content that's just how we are i don't like it to me it's like yeah this person's not working right now there's something wrong there's something so Dan, wrong. don't we maybe we need to change that thought process you know like rethink that through yeah. Um, because what, what, you know, what's the alternative? Like, you, like Joey said, if you have a qualified candidate who just was unlucky, right, there's just a riff and yeah. you have no control over that. Um, you know, Joey, my, my question that leads into this statement again, you know, I'm, I'm championing right now for, for candidates, uh, you know, and I want them to get as much insight out of this as possible. So my question goes like this, how do you treat an open to work? that has been out of work for the past six months simply because of the market conditions or 
I'll give you another one. What about when you see those mental health breaks, you know, in their, in their LinkedIn? I mean, I see that quite often too. I mean, you know, does that put people at a disadvantage? I mean, my knee jerk reflex guess would be probably because the candidate pool is so large right now. I mean, why would you go for somebody like that versus somebody who's currently employed and you can steal them away? Everything's fresh in their mind. They're still shined up. I mean, how do you, what, what do candidates do? I mean, you know, you, you said, don't lie, be honest, right? So that's part of the honesty too, right? So I mean, how, how does Guru Nation navigate this? Yeah, um, one, when I was talking to a candidate who's in one of those situations, I'm hoping they're being honest with me, right? So I give them the respect of, you know, being cautiously, you know, all right, they just needed a break. Totally fine. People need that sometimes, you know, especially in this industry, things can get crazy. Um, but I ask a lot of questions. So I'm, I might pester you a little bit more because ultimately I know if I bring your profile to a client, 90% of my clients are going to review the resume first. Even if I put my, my, my write up, my full points and I have an explanation why some people will just go straight to the resume review it, but Hey, what, what happened in the last six months, eight months, year, whatever, whatever it may be, right? So inherently, I know that's going to be a more difficult profile to get to an interview process, which mm -hmm. my whole goal is to get the talent in front of the client. From there, obviously, I'll coach you up if, if you feel like you're not good at interviewing. I'll help you out. But, you know, I think I've, I've told Russell this, uh, Robert. I just want to get you in front of them and let you shine, you know, let you, your experience shine. So it just, I'll be honest with people and let them know, Hey, in order for me to have the highest percentage chance to get you in there, we really need to have a quality explanation of the last eight months. What have you been doing those last eight months? Have you just been comatose on the couch? Have you been getting some <laughs> certifications? Um, have you been, you know, maybe doing some part-time work that you just haven't put on your resume. Even if it's a couple hours a week, better than nothing. Let's put it on there. Let's throw it on there. Let's, you know, let's work this out so I can get you in front of, because I've had people who were A++ skill set, candidates, experience, their communication style was great, but they haven't worked in a year because maybe it was a death in the family. Maybe it was you know, just career, but maybe they moved, maybe, you know, they had a kid, whatever it may be. And it's kind of, it's tough for people to hear like, man, I, I can't take a year off if I, you know, have a kid. Oh, yeah. And I, I get that. Like, I, I'm not, obviously I'm not the one giving birth here, but I have kids like that would be tough pill to swallow. But in this industry, sometimes it's, you know, the supply and demand, like we talked about earlier, is flipped. The so, market's ruthless. Like, so yeah. Joey, would you say then you need a little bit of luck and you just need that one person to kind of take a leap of faith? I mean, is that part of the process that you would say for people to kind of take into consideration? I would say you're gonna need you're gonna need a connection either through your internal network or through a recruiter who is gonna go to bat for you. Gotcha. Because if you're just applying on your own on LinkedIn, I mean, 
they're gonna see that and just not even not even look at the rest of the resume just because like we talked about earlier they have 200 resumes to go through you know clients will have like i have time to do that because that's my job that's all i do all day right right work the job market but a vp of clinical that's they're trying to take an hour out of their day to go over some resumes they're probably going to touch 10 on a good day (laughs) that they actually review and like all right let's move forward so or took a gap year from working to enjoy their life i mean there's nothing wrong with that and ultimately like if you're good you're good right like you will rise to the top no matter what it was and if you're mediocre you're mediocre and if you're bad you could take no gaps <laughs> you're still not gonna get hired ultimately like the mar- that's why i say the market's brutal the market doesn't care i know people have ideals hey i needed a, some mental health time off that's fine you can do that at the end of the day the market doesn't really care that's the market doesn't care about people's mental health that's the just the truth now individual companies might they say, hey, that's okay. Some recruiters might be understanding, but the market itself going to move on with or without you or your mental health. Most of the time I'll know just based on my client. I know some clients who I've talked to, they don't mind. They're like, yeah, send them over. Other clients like, no, don't say, I won't look at it. And I'll let, I'll let them know. I'm like, hey, I think you're a great fit, but I know this client, they're not even going to take a second look once they see, you know, you've been inactive for... See- and that right there is Dan, Joey, that right there is culture. That's culture. That tells you a whole lot of what you need to know about a company before you're even walking in the door. Because if you find yourself in a situation where you need to take medical leave or you need to take a pause, look how they're going to look at you. So that's why you have to connect with somebody like Joey, who is honest, tells you like it is. It may not be what you want to hear, but you know, honestly, you got to hear it so that you can understand how to navigate this space and make a decision. Do you want to take a year off to enjoy your life? Do you want to have this mental health break? Do you want to, you know, some things that happen, Joey, I think you would agree, are out of some candidates control entirely. And then you need somebody strong like yourself, like you said, to your point, who's going to go to bat for you? Yeah, right. So, I mean, it's, I don't think there's a, a perfect answer, but I think it speaks volumes for companies who would take a look at the candidate we just described versus the ones who wouldn't. And to me, that's culture. Yeah. And like I said, the market doesn't care. Guess what? The market also doesn't care about the employers when they don't consider the quality of life of their employees. Like, okay, you treat your employees like shit. They're going to end up going somewhere else when the tide changes and your your retention rate's going to suck. They're going to give yeah, that person's going to get a phone call from me and they're going to be working somewhere else. <laughs> but it works both ways. Like ultimately yeah. it's fair, right? Like it sucks that some are like this and others are better, but ultimately the market finds a way to correct it. And there's that's not to say that it's a smooth trip the whole time for a candidate. Um Here's Karma. Karma, shout out to Karma. We met briefly at SOS. You spotted her in the in the vlog at 1949, I believe. Karma asking, how many CRA positions have you filled in the past six months? CRA one, entry level. Oh, CRA one. Sorry. That's a yeah, big distinguisher. Could you try again? That is um, in the last six months. I haven't done any CRA ones. Um, 
I've had a couple of senior CRA ones that I've, I've had to do um, again on the contract side. So um, I know we have a direct hire team as well. So I know they've, they've had some, you know, CRA one placements. Um, I can give you the number, but on the contract side, um, the last six months, at least um, no CRA one roles. Is it difficult, Joey, for right now for a CRA one, for an entry-level CRA, maybe moving from a CTA role into that, from an in-house role to a traveling role? Do you, do you think it's, I mean, what's your recommendation for those folks? Um, do your, one, you know, do your research on companies and their pipeline and the actual need. Some companies don't take down their postings, so you're applying to a role that's not even live. That's a big point. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not – I don't even want to say, like, I haven't worked those because there haven't been roles. Just my clients haven't needed to utilize my services for their openings. They've been able to successfully find their candidates through their internal process, through their in-house. Um, you know, and again, that's part two. There's a lot of candidates out there, so – Maybe they have a good system to sift through those those resumes. Um, but also, you know, the CRA one, um, you know, that's you have a little bit more leeway on experience that you can um, target as a client or myself. Um, you know, there's just less things you need to have, you know, less holes in the belt, right? So that's how I'd explain that. Gotcha. Uh, there's this is a good one. The rec audience is all time high. We almost hit a hundred. We can still get there. Everyone repost, share with a friend. We're supposed to end at the top of the hour, but I don't know if you guys want to go a little more. <clears throat> I have a site selection visit later, but uh, it's up to you guys. Do you guys have a little more time to riff, go through some of these questions, or yeah, I could probably go to like 7 15. Okay, okay. And then Joey's got to start calling again, man. Joey. He's got he's got eighty calls to make today. <laughs> okay, okay. Here's here's some there's some good ones though. Um, it would be best to reword, and some people are even getting into it on the comments. I like it. It would be best to reword gaps in time by stating that we've what we've accomplished. Maybe we took some courses for self improvement. Did we volunteer or perform services? There are some ways to word it so the gap doesn't sound bad. Then someone else said, no, that's the point. You are taking a break. It's none of their business what you did during that time. You shouldn't have to quantify it. What shall? What should one do? This is. I'm confused now. I mean, to use their own, right? I mean. <laughs> that right you, there. I that mean, if you, if you took a break to just totally do a reset, totally fine. What I'll tell you is like, all right, when they ask me what have they been doing for the last eight months, because maybe it's a rescue study, right? So you're, you're going in in the fire. Will they be able to go in and, you know, go from doing nothing to jumping right in the fire, like at a stamp of a finger? I'll tell you this, the client's going to think probably not. That's a big, that's a big switch. You know, they would rather have someone who's, been grinding and you know isn't gonna get scared off isn't gonna leave after two months not saying that person would you know maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe 
having that break allows you to have more energy to attack that those more intense studies. Um, I just tell people what I think the clients are going to view. Because obviously, like we mentioned, my goal is to get you in front of the client. So I have to be able to go to bat for you. And I will. If it's a, a break just to totally reset, but you got the skills and the enthusiasm from our conversations, I'll go to bat with you. I'll, I'll tell the client, hey, I know you typically don't, you know, want someone who's been, you know, inactive for six months or more, but this person's A+. plus. Just speak with them. Just speak with them. Mm-hmm. You know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I really think you need to speak with this person. And, and do they you know, typically that, that, listen to you, Joey? I'm sorry? Do they typically listen to you when you go at it like that? Like, please speak to this person? Yeah. Or do they feel back? Okay, good. Yeah, because at that point, I've had multiple conversations with the client. And, you know, I've told them about who I'm seeing. I've sent multiple emails because I update clients throughout the whole process. So let's say I'm working a role. I tell them, hey, I'm going to get people over to you within 24 to 48 hours. I'll have at least five profiles. I'll send five profiles and I'll send an update like, hey, this is what I'm seeing on the market. I have a couple other people I can send. Um, and then maybe I'll send some adjustments to the job description or to the role. If you adjust these things, we can get more qualified people. So having that communication on the client side, I build that trust. I go over each resume on a call like this or in person, if they're local to me, I'll bring them, we'll go over, you know, each phase of the resume. And I just build that relationship with the client. So now if it's a new client, never worked with me, a little bit harder for me to sell that in. Right. But if it's one of my clients I've done placements with, most of the time they're letting me like recommend like, Hey, this is, this is the number one target. You need to speak with them. I've already booked them in your calendar for Tuesday to interview for 30 minutes. And they're like, cool, let's do Wednesday because I'm out of office Tuesday. Cool, then I'll move it. But it's that's why I said you have to have someone, when you've had that break, you need to have an internal connection from your network or a recruiter. Someone is going to go to bat for you. It's not what everyone wants to hear. It's just the facts. You know, I wish everyone, I wish I could take a break a year Go back in the recruiting, you know, recruiting, sales, but yeah. out of sight, out of mind. Well, here's the thing. If I like, took that long a break, people would forget who Joey is. Of course. Yeah. Same thing with a lot of uh, jobs. This is the comment. Point is they have the skill set and the ability. MDs don't get questioned on their ability when they take time off. So attorneys, nurses, accountants. Is this supply and demand? Because I think a CRA is arguably just as much in demand as an MD, certainly more than attorneys. There's way too many attorneys out there, <laughs> nurses, accountants. Um, I think CRA, CTMs, like good ones that can jump on a uh, on a rescue study are maybe even more in demand than uh, some of these other jobs like MDs. And uh, uh, yeah, they're I saying mean, it's – I understand you're speaking facts, but it's sad that it's the norm. It is. I, Look, I we got to work to change if we want to change it. But this yeah. is what it is. Like, yeah. the market doesn't care. It's cold. The market's cold. That's yeah. why they always say, like, stop referring to your work as your work family. You know, families don't just disown you randomly uh, after 20 years of service. Goodbye. Sorry. You know, I mean, 
you, you got to keep that mindset and create those boundaries and those expectations for yourself and for what you will and will not allow. Joey's just telling it like it is. And, you know, whoever LinkedIn user is, I agree. It, it is sad, but we have to collectively get together as an industry and, and inflict change. Well, that's why we candidates. have to save our sites. That's why yep. we save our sites. That's why there's, I don't maybe, know. Maybe we need to save our candidates uh, next. Um, you know, save our job market, Dan. I mean, save our workers. Save, save everybody. Save everybody. <laughs> save the workers. Exactly. I mean, it's it's brutal out there. And, and I mean, and that's that's the whole point of, you know, why I wanted to get Joey on, because I, I immediately saw when I connected with him that, you know, he just he, he tells you like it is. He's not going to sugarcoat it, like he said, to his point at the top of the hour. Um, and unfortunately, that it is what it is. So, you know, being informed, like G.I. Joe said, when I was young, knowledge is is the battle. Right. And half that, that's half the battle. Yeah, they say we aren't professional athletes. Look, <laughs> athletes are judged the worst on this stuff. What have you done for me lately? You're only as good as your last at bat. You know, meritocracy is alive and well over there too. And people can take your gaps. And I, as a, someone who's hired, I've hired coordinators primarily. That's what I do at my sites. I understand gap year. Like you had a kid. Okay, that's it. No, nothing else need to be said. Or I just, I didn't work. Someone was sick in my family. Hey, that's it. There's nothing else. You know, let's, let's talk about what, what you can do yeah. now, but not everyone necessarily like that. And some roles, I understand they need, especially with SWAT team rescue study. They need you to get go, like jump out the plane and figure out the parachute in there. Yeah. I'll say this. I mean, I'm, I'm going to try and get your profile as long as you have the skill set and I believe the enthusiasm, you know, and the fit, I think I, I'm always going to submit your profile along with obviously other profiles who maybe are currently working. I don't rank it differently. If I think you're the best skill set wise, when I send it to my client, I'll have you properly ranked based off skill set, not recent work history. Now I will have to put a note in there of my write up to the client because they're going to ask me. It's just, they're going to ask me, you know, some care, some don't. I, and I would say this, if we're being optimistic, um, I wouldn't say this just being overly optimistic with the market being what it is and there being lots of layoffs and jobs, it's hard to get. Everyone's understanding, all clients, all department heads know it's harder to get roles. So seeing gaps now is less concerning. Hmm. Um, when you get plus six months, plus eight months, year it kind of brings back the old concerns prior to you know maybe when the job market was better but again it's not i would say clients are more apt to at least take a look or have a quick conversation now they're gonna they're gonna have their standard for that person is gonna be higher based on the conversation just because they're gonna have their concerns and rightfully so right if you're gonna hire someone for this critical study that's dependent to be successful or else or else no one has a job. They want to bring someone in who they know has the skill set and is ready to dive in. So they're going to have more critical questions, more intense interviews with, with those people than maybe someone who wasn't. So, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, <clears throat> and again, like, let's, let's kind of like divide the C here of people. Right. 
I'm I'm gonna go to bat, but this is just the state of the market. Like like Dan said, the market most of the time doesn't care. I would say they're more acceptable of it now, but um the market as a whole doesn't care because these people doing the hiring are also competing with other companies doing the hiring. So yeah. it's a competition. Like even the market with the business doesn't care either. Like everything stems off of competition, market share. Brandy, let's move from philosophical to tactical. Brandy says, how difficult would it be for a person that is in a quality role, like audit prep, mock FDA inspections, quality inspections to transition into a CRA role? Uh, you just have to be flexible on the type of company you're, you're going for, whether it's super large company, small company, mid-size, sponsor CRO. Just be, be open to getting your foot in the door. I wouldn't say it's, you know, more difficult than, you know, anyone else trying to get a role right now, just because you're, you're competing. It's, you know, you're competing with a lot of people, a lot of qualified people. Um, but, you know, entry-level CRA, just be flexible with the opportunity, get your foot in the door, you know, whether it's contract, full-time, again, just that flexibility of getting that on your resume. Once it's on your resume, then, you know, you're, you're in it. So that, that would be my recommendation. I, I couldn't necessarily tell you like percentage chance you have of getting a role, right? That's if I knew that type of stuff, I would just be in stocks. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's the cold truth of it. People don't like to feel like they're commodities, you know, but in many ways, and again, this stems down to the culture, like, this is why I think smaller is better. Why my site, we get our coordinator their nails done. We get you want time off, take time off. I don't really care. Like as long as someone's backing you up, like Robert said when he opened it. And why? It's not just because I'm Mother Teresa. I like to think I'm a nice person. I believe in karma, but it's because it's competitive. Like if I treat my employees like crap, you know, they're gonna eventually go somewhere else and it costs me more to replace them than it is to treat them well. And it works. It works well for me because that's in my nature to be nicer. But market's cold. Market could care less what I do, honestly. The study's going to keep coming. Robert's going to get another study and say, can you do it? I don't care how you treat your employees. What are you talking about? <laughs> can you do this study or not? He doesn't care if we buy them nails, get their nails done or not. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, absolutely. It's all about you know capability and ability. Uh, here's, there's a good one here. Okay. Sorry, Joey, if this offends you, I don't think offends Joey. Cause he's not that he wouldn't be here. I'm based in the <laughs> UK and it's been a struggle in the job market. Sadly, most recruiters have been time wasters. They have not put any effort to the way I have and don't even have decency to communicate effectively. Dang, man. That's brutal. No, I mean, Hey, there's a signal with recruiters that, I think, you know, ghosting, right? You speak to someone about an opportunity and you don't hear back. It happened. I, I try my best to get back to everybody. But I'm also calling eight people in a day. You might slip through the crack. I tell people every time I'm on the phone with them, email me, text me, call me. Like, if, I, if you email me and I don't email back, text me, call me. You know, I'll, I'll give you the update. Um, 
but there's a stigma. I mean, you know, recruiters don't have the best stigma. I get it, right? Like I tell someone I'm a recruiter and they're going to be like, oh, great. Either I'm going to waste 30 minutes of my time telling this guy what I've done for nothing or it's going to be good. So it's feast or famine sometimes, but yeah, I mean, she's not wrong. I mean, she's not wrong. And that's the majority of recruiters who ghost people or, you know, maybe don't put in the effort. Um, But you know what? This feedback, again, we talk about the market doesn't care and is giving market feedback. Like, guess what? That recruiter is going to suck and not get a referral like you would. Yeah. Um, And it just, it balances itself out in the end. So for it, it, ignore it. Like the elite, you're not going to come across as just statistics. You're not going to come across the cream of the crop the majority of the time, unless you have a good way of like actively finding them. Yeah. I, I'll just, say this. And, you know, the talent candidates, when they do find a good recruiter, I've talked to people like, Hey, I only work with this one recruiter because I trust them. I can't like, I'll, I'll still try and pursue you because you got the skill set, but I'm not going to complain because that's the kind of relationship I want with my cans too. Like once I work with my cans a couple times, I want them to only want to work with me. So they see it. Exactly. That's market. That's market. Yeah. But I mean, so I, I get it. I mean, sometimes it takes a long time for someone to find a solid recruiter. And then, you know, recruiters change companies all the time. So that can be difficult, but um yeah i mean she's not she's not wrong I, no you know. no one's wrong joey i have a quick question I, I have a quick question for joey do you are you so you know not that you would but are recruiters in general allowed to take their book of like relationships or business with them i mean you're putting in a ton of time every day 80 80 calls a day that, that's a lot of time on the phone and you know let's say i'm a candidate and i've worked with you before you've placed me before and i want to continue you know, is that what, what happens if you switch companies or a recruiter switches companies? Like, how, how does that work in the industry? Um, from my knowledge, obviously, you can't stop someone from having a prior relationship, right? So, sure. Um, now, is there turn like on the client side, you're gonna have to get new terms in place with your new company, new new mm. contracts. You know, there's the whole legal side, which. You know, you got to make sure the legal team has a good relationship with the client's legal team, et cetera, um, process. But most of the time when you build those relationships, you take those with you forever, right? Even if you're, even if you're not a recruiter anymore, maybe you just want to go be a internal TA for a pharma company and you're, you're going to take those relationships with you, um, you know, so that I don't think there's any limitations on that. Um, obviously there might be some non-competes with some companies. Um, a lot of companies use those scare candidates. I've seen that. Yeah. It's yeah. disgusting. It's probably not even legal in most places. They just do it as a scare tactic. That's a whole nother pod right there. Uh, Joey, do you do employers reach out to you about tech management roles? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't work those roles directly, but um, we've worked roles for companies. We've done executive assistant roles. So we've done, we do it all as far as a a company as a whole. Um, I could always, you know, guide you to the right person who I think would give you the best chance, um, you know, 
treats you right, etc. Um, but yeah, companies reach out to us about all, all sorts of roles. So um, obviously, we the most common ones are the the classics, right? Within the different verticals, <clears throat> you know, CDMs. Here's one I get thing. a lot, Joey. What are the odds? Thank you, Wisdom, for the comment to you. This is a, a good question we get a lot, actually. What are the odds for a clinical research coordinator in the UK to transition and integrate well into clinical research in the US? I think the odds are good. I think you got the skill set, you can do it. That's what I would say. I mean, if you know, when visas come into play and stuff like that, I guess that gets a little bit more. That's the hard part. That becomes yeah. the hard part, right? Um, it just depends on what that situation looks like, um, comfortability with the client. Um, skill set wise no issues right i i don't think so um if you can do the job if you're you know if you're already moved out here and you're from the uk and you live in the us now and you know a little bit easier if you're trying to stay in the uk and travel back and forth to the us it's gonna be a little harder you know i don't think someone's gonna want to pay that travel cost um what if you live there and you're trying to move should you move first and then look for a job or look for a job I mean, while moving America's the best, in my opinion. So, I mean, <laughs> come, on, come on over. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, I don't know Reg, if I... Reg's different, like but the, the fundamental... Bipin says reg, regulations differ, but the fundamentals are the same. I mean, GCP is not that different anywhere in the world. You know, and that's at the end of the day what it is. Following protocols. Yeah, you might have different, like, 21 CFR Part 11. It's the same concept. This is not like difficult to be uh, to transition out of. Like in Europe, they are stricter on certain things, but the concepts are the same. If you're a CRC in UK, you know how to be a CRC in the US and anywhere else in the world. Uh, ooh, a couple last ones. Thank you guys for sticking around. Dan, are we allowed to have an opinion at your site? It seems like you got a good thing going. Uh, yes, we. Uh, the smaller, the better. Look. I depend on my employees to give me opinions. Like, is this working? Are you overwhelmed? You have no idea how many times I ask them in a month, each one, one-on-one, -on -one, are you overwhelmed or can we have more visits? And they know I'm asking, not because I'm grading them on what their answer. I'm asking because I need to know, do I need to hire someone else or not? Surprisingly, all year they've been saying, no, we're not overwhelmed. So even when I think they are. So yeah, their opinion matters. Tech I mean, of course, we're a small asked, team. We can't. I asked my contractors similar things. And then because I, I obviously through the length of the contract, I'm speaking with my candidate twice a month or more. And then I'm, you know, also speaking with the client, making sure things are good on their end. Sometimes that client candidate relationship can't always be super honest. I can be the middle person who can be honest by, hey, they can they can do more site visits. They can do more of this, you know. They're over, you know, they're, they feel like they're kind of capped out in this section. Um, and I let the client know, or the client can tell me, Hey, we need them to do, do a little bit more. Well, we've gone, you know, we've gone through the questions. We we're gone well over an hour. So we want to be respectful of everyone's time. Thank you guys for almost getting us to a hundred on LinkedIn alone. That's not even looking at Facebook and Twitter and then YouTube. This is going to go up later. Uh, probably tomorrow. So thank you guys so much. Um, everybody go connect with Joey right now. 
his LinkedIn is underneath. Well, just look for his name and you'll find him right now if you're live. If you're watching the replay, that should be underneath wherever you are or listening. And Robert, same thing. Robert, uh, at this point, is a regular co-host and someone that really understands the the business and the industry. And this was a really good connection you gave me, Robert. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Joey, make sure you stick around after we go off the air here um, just for a minute. And uh, Guru Nation, yeah, connect uh, with all of us. And, you know, like I said, I'm always available to help people and guide and especially uh, those of you who are new and entry level and things like that. Um, great, great discussion today. Thanks so much for coming on, Joey. Thanks, Dan, again for having yeah, no me. Thank you, Anatu. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Asrat. Uh, Asrat. And thank you to Daniela as well. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Go connect with Joey and Robert ASAP right now. What are you doing? Bye-bye.